Welcome to We Film Everything. Except this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we basically decided to do this just on a, on a whim, really, and we'll, I think we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think we're just going to try and talk about a bit of filming, a bit of free running, because obviously that's sort of one thing we're really quite into, and then anything that sort of comes to mind, stuff that's going on in the world, and then anything that happened to us personally, and just, yeah, just... I think we we're probably going to start with how Visive started. I know we've put this on our website and we've spoken to a lot of you personally, I'm sure, over the years, um, which it has been now. But there will be people who don't know how we started and we do get asked a lot, especially with where do we come up with a name, which is not an exciting story by any means. Um, but it might be something that you guys are interested in. So, so yeah, I was fighting a dragon and uh, as it died, its last dying breath was sort of... And I was like, oh, there we go. Like, we left school with sort of... Jamie had the intention of going to university and I was kind of undecided. And I sort of fell into some rigging job where we provided rigging for the O2 Arena, which is obviously that big white thing in London. Um, Millennium Dome for those those who are... The, the old antiquated. <laughs> and then uh, Jamie decided to, yeah, go to university where you've... Uh, I'll let you explain this part. For, well, in university that... First, I started with graphic design, which was just kind of, oh, I'll, I'll just try this, see, see how I do. Uh, that lasted, I probably went to lectures for about a week, and that, that lasted all of a term, which was just spend most of the time getting horrifically drunk. I did become nocturnal for part of the term. Then kind of just decided in the, the first day I went back in January that it wasn't for me. And the next day I got a call from one of our mutual friends and said, oh, you're not by any chance back from uni, are you? Do you want to come start this job? which was the rigging company. So here, here we are we now. Won't, we won't name, even though they they now don't exist because they were brought out, but we won't name for legal reasons. And uh, yeah, so we kind of got stuck in this thing where we were earning good money for doing nothing, really. We just had to lift stuff and look like lads. And, uh, it was... Now, I don't view myself as being a very manly lad, but it, it was one of the most manly laddish jobs. We you, were a, was, you were a lad. <laughs> It, it was all of the stereotypical things, like no women working there, so leering over the few that did, and the the, the standard stuff, really. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, so I kind of... When I was contemplating university, I was always like, oh, I, I want to do something video-ish, because when I started free running back in 2003, which was obviously Jump London days, I kind of picked up a camera pretty early on and realised like I enjoy making videos I wasn't like oh I'm a child prodigy or prodigy or whatever it is but yeah I, I enjoyed it so I said I wanted to pursue it and I wanted to do that uni and all the uni things were pretty crap to be honest at this point um, I had no interest in video making well not no interest I enjoyed a good video I hated it <laughs> I had never thought of myself as producing a video uh, at that point, I had maybe put together one video in Windows Movie Maker. Oh no, you made those little Lego movies. I, le- I, mean, I guess Lego movies with another mutual friend of ours. Um, but nothing... I knew of parkour because Giles and I obviously were friends before. It, it wasn't just a match made in heaven. Well, apart um, from when you punched me in the head. Apart from when you pulled my chair out. <laughs> um, but I had never considered a career in video making. At the time when... Giles and I work at the rigging company. I was learning, actually learning to fly a helicopter and still am, which is a fact that I'm sure not a lot of people know about me, that I've got about just over half of my flying licence, um, which I will aim to finish and hopefully mix with um, some filming in the future. Which, 
Jamie's pulling power out there. It's like, I, I could fly half of a helicopter. But only half of a helicopter. <laughs> um, and I also mingle with being a chef, amongst other things. So it, it was one of those things where I was really not sure what to do with my life. And Giles could have said to me, let's start anything. Let's start a restaurant. Let's start a corner shop. And I probably still would have said yes. It, it really wasn't... You were so enthusiastic about the idea of doing video production. Just jumping that, around the room. <laughs> that it really did sell it to me. We both you were like a, a desperate crackhead, weren't you? I was essentially a prostitute that Giles approached on the street. You would have done some horrible things for money. I, I would have done. <laughs> we could have started a brothel. <laughs> and then the name, pretty much, it, it, it sounds like one of those kind of corny things where you hear your parents be like, Oh, I saw him across the room and I wanted to marry him straight away and I said I was going to. But I was sitting on the toilet, kind of trying to think of names. And I think, I didn't come up with Visiv, obviously, because I had no idea that word even existed. But I went back, after, after cleaning up, obviously. Um, <laughs> the mess that it was. And uh, I went back and I googled visual. And I think through some theosaurus or something, I found Visiv. Which, still to this day, no one knows how to pronounce and pronounce it like Visiv and... Vis-a-vis, yeah, vis uh, Visif, uh, Vagina. <laughs> so yeah, that's sort of how that came about. And then we kind of jumped in. I knew how to operate a basic camera and knew how to sort of... And there's, there's the thing that like all free runners know is that a free runner films free running better. Then, so if, if you give it to like an action, a, a wildlife photographer or a wildlife filmer and say, I'll film this flip, they'll try and get underneath it and be like, oh, I want to silhouette it against the sky. Which, ironically, Jamie once tried to do very well in the days. Yes. I I, I'm very happy to admit <laughs> it. That, and I think it's the same in any kind of. I think if you were an expert in your field and then you went to filming it or photographing, photoing it, then you would obviously be better because you know what to expect. And I, and I think that in however many years I've been doing this now, in two and a half years of doing this, I have learned the shots. But yes, right at the beginning, you do you do get the Scott Bass angles. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we just jumped in. Like, I was kind of like, I want to do this. This is the only thing I want to do. And then proceeded to try and get a loan out with a bank, which then said no because I had not much money to my name. Um, At this point, I'd already got a loan to do with my flying. But yeah, so I, I um, spoke to my dad, who for some reason I always nicknamed Papa D, even though his name is Robert. And uh, so for now on, if I speak to my dad, it will be Papa D. He basically got a loan out, which then he proceeded to give to me. So that now, if ever I want to run the country, I can just run. And technically, I don't owe the banks anything because the loan is in his name, which is always a benefit. Um, and yeah, we kind of jump straight in and that day I went and got an eye tattooed on my arm which obviously you'll know is the Visive logo um, and then we drove to I think it wasn't even Blue Water it was Lakeside, Lakeside we went straight to Lakeside to we, after a fair bit of research obviously this wasn't just some whim thing but we, we purchased the two Canon 7Ds got quite a nice <coughs> little deal there got quite a nice ah, little and deal now we need to take a step we need to take a step back <laughs> stop <laughs> Um, one of the first things that became apparent was that we couldn't just A, edit on our laptops and B, even when we got a more powerful computer that we couldn't edit just, we couldn't just set that up anywhere and we would need to have a base of operations and at this point Giles and I still owned for some stupid reason um, a car between us one of the many that we've owned between us 
Um, and it was sitting in my driveway. And this isn't a, a, a sort of... A, no, it was a stallion. It was, it was very much a stallion. It, it was yeah. a Supra, three litre, twin turbo, etc., etc. Owned by two 18-year-olds who didn't have much <laughs> push when it came to insurance, etc. I think my insurance quote for it was about four and a half grand or something, which I wasn't too unhappy with. And I never got insured in it. We never drove it. I resprayed the engine once. Um, but basically, the deal was with my granddad. We also have... Um, we're lucky enough to have a summer house, which sounds ridiculously posh. Basically, we have a shed down the bottom of the garden, which was full of all of our old garden crap and everything that you don't you really use in the summer. And the deal was, if Giles and I cleared that out and got rid of the car, we could use this space rent-free as a studio space. And so we discussed this with my granddad and everything. And yeah, we got all that sorted out, got rid of the car. And then the day that Giles got his loan out, that's when we drove to Lakeside, and we started looking at the most boring stuff, stationary desks. My card got declined in Ikea because I spent about, I think, six and a half grand in one day. And I tried to buy two desks and obviously the bank was like, whoa. So we purchased them on Jamie's card. And then while trying to load these two massive desks into the back of his car, I was on the, bank, uh, on the phone to Nationwide trying to kind of negotiate with them why I wasn't a, a fraudulent person. But I think, I, going back to the, the whole sort of rent-free thing, I bet your grandparents regret that so much. Because <laughs> I turn up at the studio at like 7 o'clock in the morning, Jamie will still be asleep. I turned up yesterday, in fact, and Jamie's granddad was sort of in his dressing gown and, and undergarments, I, well, I hope. No, no. No, probably not. <laughs> and he was doing the recycling and just kind of stared at me and was just like, die. And uh, yeah, so I, I trotted down the studio and that's, that's kind of a regular occurrence. So yeah, we, we kind of did a fair bit of research into into cameras and initially I was looking at the smaller kind of shoulder cameras that were, um, they were kind of what, they shot onto tape or, or the very modern one shot onto card and that was all that there really existed. And as we kind of were sort of looking at this, the DSLR or HD DSLR, which essentially is a, a photo camera with a video mode, really kind of blew up. And we headed up to Lakeside and we brought this that we we brought these two seven Ds and a couple of lenses. I believe our first our first ever attempt at a joint video. Our first ever video was Randy. Okay. If we're gonna go right back, our first <laughs> video was shot on That sounds so much worse than it is. Uh, one of our first ever videos shot of one of our other cars on a really old phone and quite a high end but old school handy cam that Giles owned. Yeah, um, that was my free running camera. Uh, which some of you may have even seen if you remember Giles from the old scene. The old school kids. Um, um, but no, what I was going to say was our first ever video as Visive Productions when we were f still talking about it was shot on um, both of us are divers. So, and I dived uh, quite a lot more than Giles. So I bought a cheap underwater camera um, by Flip. That was a good HD camera and um, with an underwater case and everything. And Giles had, still had his high-end video camera and we went to an abandoned school near, uh, near us and just spent the day there. That's um, a, another thing about this this little podcast is we'll probably mention a fair bit of urban exploring because we do like to uh, sneak into abandoned places and sort of either explore or film it or whatever. Uh, and this is just this was just kind of a test to see. I don't even think it was just no, it was just let's go out. We found this abandoned school. If we didn't end the day arguing, then the the contract was sealed. I think like that is exactly how it worked. <laughs> so yeah, two days, two years. Two days down the line. Two years down the line, we decided to do this podcast. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that we've just decided to do. It now just seems like a good time to do it. We've got enough experience behind us now that we know what to talk about, what people are interested in. We think, we hope. Um, 
follow us through this podcast and watch us learn and grow. But um, yeah, I think like we're by no means trying to say we know it all. Listen to us. We're going to show you everything. But like, because we don't like I meet people so often who will show me something and I'll be like, oh, Jesus, like this is embarrassing. They always come from unexpected places. Yeah, they, they come from somebody who's just picked up a camera like yesterday and sort of goes, oh, do you know about this? And he's like, no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think we're, we're just doing this because it's entertaining and like it's it's the kind of the, the media world everyone's on the internet everyone's listening to stuff and all of this and like we just thought we'd jump on board and like we just felt like chatting some stuff and seeing if you people like it nothing is going to be very very scripted nothing's going to be very strict it's going to be very open and very just yeah just just talking about chatting with a few drinks we're in quite a unique position where giles has obviously been in the free running community for quite a few years now and he has been there pretty much since the beginning, since Jump London, Jump Britain, which one? Jump London. Um, but I am not in that position, and I think it means that we can offer our own opinion, own opinions on the free running community as well. So, yeah, as Giles said, we'll be talking about the filming aspect of things and the product side of things, the free running side of things, and then maybe if there's anything interesting, touching on current affairs kind of things. Yeah, Basically, yeah. it'll just be us talking. Yeah, at, I mean, if, 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 if something... Why have I gone deaf in one ear? Ah. Um, I'm fine in both. Yeah, no, maybe I'm not. Maybe I am. Um, <laughs> maybe you're just deaf. No! <laughs> yeah, I think we'll just chat about stuff that's fun and stuff that's been going on, like whether it's, it, it's sort of to do with you or me, like if you got hit by a car or something, or... Has whether, happened in the past. Yeah. Or whether sort of America's blown up or something like that. I probably shouldn't say that would get done for terrorism. <laughs> but yeah, current current affairs, and we'll just share our opinions. Like it's up to you whether or not you want to listen. Like we would obviously appreciate if you did. We can also very much appreciate the feedback as well. Just we are very new at this, so please, we're, please give us some feedback. We're virgins. Just, just to touch on something we mentioned right right back at the beginning is that we do film everything. That has always been our motto. Um, accept this podcast and that's because both of us chose to be in a video production company for a reason that's because we want to be behind the camera we we're horribly ugly <laughs> if if you haven't tried it try sitting in front of your own camera and just talking to it it's very hard to talk on a camera um and it's much easier just to record sound which is partly the reason the other reason is that we both want to drink during this it, it loosens our opinions <laughs> we, we we need to drink during this <laughs> It's going to make it more fun for both you and us if, but if, if if we have a few drinks. Kids, if you're under the age of 18, please do not take alcohol. Um, and just to commemorate this very first podcast, I did bring Giles back a present. I went to France a couple of weeks ago just on a shopping trip, as you do. Um, and um, that, that drink... Is this the time? Giles asked me to bring back, for his Christmas present... Beer. Beer. And the thing I found is called Energy Bear. And basically what it is, is it's it's described as an energy drink mixed with a beer. So I'm not sure if it's going to be literally a Red Bull with beer or if it's going to be just a beer with caffeine. But I'm, gen- is, I'm genuinely nervous. This this is what I brought back and this is going to be, a, I'm sure, a great thrill for Jars to drink. It's been sitting in the fridge for like a week now, maybe. I'll, I'll open this, this this close to the mic and I think we'll both have a smell and give our opinions and then I'll, I guess I'll take a taste. I think Jamie probably will as well. So this is Energy Bear, which sounds like some German nuke or something. 
So it sounds sounds like a normal sort of pint can. Also sounds like a normal Red Bull. Um, it smells Red Bullish. Oh God! Smell it. Like it smells like an energy drink. It smells like an energy drink with the after smell of beer. I think Giles has to taste it now. Oh my. <laughs> oh. That is horrendous. That is so bad. Gotta drink it all. Try it. I don't think I want to. You picked it, it up. It tastes like, like poison, like rat poison would taste like that. So would you say it's A, it's, like it's, it's... It's an energy drink mixed with rat poison. There's no beer in that. I'd like it's still 5%. Drink it. Stronger than a drink, drink it. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> drink it. <laughs> uh, it tastes like a very flat tasting Red Bull just mixed with no taste, just death. It's so strong. Well, well cheers. Cheers. One year, no, two years. Two years. And, and, and happy Christmas. This is our Christmas podcast. Uh, just, oh yeah, just, just so everyone knows this is a Christmas podcast. Hopefully next year, next Christmas, or maybe Easter, or... I'm sorry, that energy bear leaves the most horrible <laughs> taste. <laughs> it's horrendous. It's... I was going to mention, just to be courteous, 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 our, our good friends at Storm Free Run have just released their clothing line, which I think a lot of people are kind of... Well, not a lot of people, but there were a fair few people sort of being like, oh, you're selling out, or oh, you're trying to get make money and things. But at the end of the day, these people, like Tim, Yan, etc., are they're living off their free running and me and Jamie both know them very well and they're very they're all very honest guys and they work incredibly hard at what they do and yeah and Tim is one of the saying this is not I can't say an outsider anymore but saying this is from someone who was an outsider of the community considering he is probably a spearhead of the community or figurehead of the community um, he is one of the most friendly guys when you meet him in person um, and for it's not something like this that you should lose respect for. It's no, yeah, it's 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 they're releasing shirts because Yan is amazing at designing shirts. Like the reason Yan is doing it is because he's got a, almost a niche in the market, and he is a an incredible graphic designer. Like I've seen some of the other stuff he's done, and it all looks really really good. And he wants to make it, make something out of it as as well as free running. And the thing about free running clothing is that. Most of it is they they've got these massive logos that are like parkour, free running, I jump off buildings. Like you can only wear them when you're training. Whereas Yan has developed these sort of these ideas where it's it's a nice design. It looks like a nice shirt, and therefore you can wear it. I've worn mine to like not dinner parties, but casual parties and things, and it doesn't look like you're wearing some sort of juvenile like free running. It looks like you're wearing a nice shirt, and that's the whole reason Yan has done this because he is one of the few people outputting good-looking shirts that people want to buy. Giles and I have recently started doing some T-shirts and stuff. And that's that's purely for promotion. Like, we've, we've put our own money into that, and that's purely sort of to get a bit of promotion out there and to, to give our friends some free shirts. Yeah, and it's just doing this because it's what he's been doing at university. It was kind of part of his project, and he's doing it for, for his own enjoyment. Both something that Giles and I share quite strong opinions on is the community and that Parreal, at the moment as it is, 
is one of those things that I think is not representing the community. The, the, the next generation of parkour people who are clearly just trying to copy the stories but are putting it too too far yeah like we are very much fans of Stora because well I mean obviously they're our friends but even if they weren't our friends I would be fans of them because I mean sometimes when I see the tiles getting smashed and things it does kind of make you think like oh someone's got to pay for that and occasional bits of abuse shouted at people but like the par reel was taken too far and I, I have trained and I know some of the people in that. And I know, well, I've, I've met most of them. And individually, they're acceptable guys. They're, they're all right guys. And it's like some of them have got skills. But then you put them in a video all together where they're shouting horrible abuse at people and just being really, really antisocial. Trying to be lads, basically, is what they're trying to be, in my opinion. It's just it's the gang mentality. And pu- pushing people into others with hot coffee in their hands. On, you're, you're out on Southbank trying to enjoy a nice evening with your girlfriend as a non-practitioner or anything like that and some little kid gets pushed into you in, pushed into your girlfriend with a high force and she's got a hard coffee in her hand like like it's not funny it's it's funny for a second if you're you if you're the person doing it but it, it, even then like if you're a normal person with morals you should appreciate that it's not the nicest thing to do the par reel they're like oh you got to, can't take a good par I remember when I was like 15 and like you were obviously just at Cranbrook and I would come back from training with like Ash and people in like that in Orpington and I'd start trying to use phrases like long and bare and stuff like that and I sounded like a little a little kid who was trying to be too ghetto for who I was. I live in the country and I was like, oh, that's bare long. And like, it, it just makes you sound like an absolute dick. My massive thing about it is, I don't think this whole thing would have done so well if I'd made such good friends in the parkour community. With, with Even within early jobs, when I've met people like Callum, Tim, Jan, Danny, quite in the early days, they were all the friendliest people. And it didn't matter who you were, you could very easily sit down and have a chat with them. Whereas instantly with something like the Parreal, because they are shouting at random strangers and everything, I can't imagine me turning up on that day to film them. Just by watching the video, I can't imagine them accepting me into their ranks, being an outsider. Because you have no tech, Jamie. You have no tech. Most of you guys who are listening to this, I I know that I could sit down and have a good conversation with you. And I don't think it would be the same with... Well, I don't think the perception would be the same um, looking at that video. I think, and that's me who knows you guys. So imagine someone who doesn't know the community, doesn't know that there is actually a very strong community within Parkour, especially in London. Seeing that, they must they must just try and stick on the outside of it and not try and get involved. And it makes it very, very hard to get, to get into that kind of tight-knit community. Yeah, when I first started training, I was 13 and my dad had to take me off to London because obviously I was too young. Like, I mean, I'm from Kent. Okay, imagine if the guys who were in the par reel had been the community then and you were that 13-year-old with your dad. Exactly, like, this is the thing. When I turned up, I remember the, the distinctive person was Luke Markey, who not many of you will know, but he was a prominent person back in the day. And at that stage, he was 19. He was covered in tattoos. Looked like sort of quite a punk, but was a really, really nice guy. And I, I, I still, to this day, call him Dad because a lot of people think I look like him and because he's a, a, a genuinely nice person. And everyone was accepted. I was a little kid, like a tiny little kid. Like, I'm very small with my dad and my dad went around buying everyone chips because he thought it was the right thing to do and we were totally accepted and I remember my dad on the train back being like this is like the nicest community I kind of got got used to the blase that Giles and I would get asked to film something like Daggett Wheaton where we'd turn up and it'd be such a big community I wouldn't know 70% of the people there and yet you'd just feel at home Parkour used to be so open like it used to be at South Bank every sort of Sunday 
the same people would turn up every weekend and train. And I remember training with people who were 25 and I was 13, etc. Like, there was no prejudice, there was no nothing. And you, you walked the streets and you respected other people. If you got told to move on, you moved on because the sport we were partaking in was so unknown that we weren't accepted and therefore we moved on when we needed. And now these kids have have assumed that it's the most... They, they're kind of like... It's it's almost a, a way of showing that the parkour has become so... It's, it's become commercial. Like, the, it, it's reached the stage where it's become... It, it's hit the kind of... That point, if you know what I mean. And it's, it's, it's so new and it's... If it gets ruined now by... Because it, it, that video is not going to get parkour banned. Like at all but places like IMAX and other areas that are public where parkour is accepted like Vauxhall IMAX you never get kicked off of there but if if stuff like that progresses and gets worse and worse we're like the public start complaining yeah then it then it will it comes to the attention of the council etc it will ruin the those community. areas and, and as someone like Sticky who is, is obviously he's been training longer than I have and he's a, a massive name in the community I remember him saying that like London is the capital of parkour. Like obviously it started in Leeds, but it's now London. And then there's all the kids who are part of it being like, "Oh, you just can't take a joke." It's like we can take a joke because we've we've got a sense of humour, and they they fail to accept that. But you're ruining what is so good about this sport. Anyway, we just had a uh, a quick phone call from Jacob Williams asking us to uh, hurry up and go on to current affairs. If you're wondering how he, uh, well, obviously this is pre-recorded, but Jacob Williams is a time traveller. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna rush on to current affairs because we have been chatting about this for quite a while, and this I think the even initial, if you edit it'll probably be quite a while. <laughs> the, the initial plan for this this initial podcast, although a Christmas episode was gonna be like <laughs> we haven't chatted about Christmas at all. Ding dong, merrily on high, Hosanna! I used to have a donkey called Hosanna. I think you did. Yeah, well you know I did, but did the listeners? Our men <laughs> you had a donkey called Hosanna. I had a donkey no- called Hosanna who. If you blew on her nose three times, she would blow back three times. Which I was told that as, like, my granny would be like, if you blow on her nose three times, she'll blow back three times. Which basically meant, if I blow on your nose three times, and then listen, eventually you will ex- exhale three times. Maybe <laughs> maybe four if you keep listening. So literally, as a kid, I used to be like, and you just have to wait, and it will be like, And you'd be like, yeah, you did it! Like, and that, yeah, that was it. Is this current affairs? Oh, this is definitely current, seeing that Hosanna got put down with a bolt gun about five years ago because she got foot and mouth. My, may I say my really borrow, borrow, may I say my, what did Jamie said? May I say my really boring, no, my God, why was he boring? Oh. <laughs> right. Right, may I say my really boring current affairs now? Affair, just, I think it would be, unless you're going to talk about multiples. Current affair right now. Yeah, go for it. Um, just the, the only the only slightly inter- thing of that could be of interest to any of you guys at the moment is that Canon have their yearly rebate at the moment, which means you can get about $100 off of any of their bodies, I think, at the moment. I haven't actually looked into the actual price. That can be it. Be it. Uh, it's anywhere. Anywhere. Yep, it's a actual can thing, so most of the official resellers will be offering it. Alright, let's try and mention all of our film followers, hopefully who will listen. Um, Johnny Pets, biggest fan. We can't not talk about Johnny Pets, he did ask for a mention. Um, well, do it at the end. 
No, 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 he's getting it now because we're talking about rebates. He wants to buy a 5D. For anyone who doesn't know Johnny Pets, he's basically, he's a kid who lives, I say kid, he's like 40? 45? At least. He basically lives near us, but he's got an abundance of camera gear and whenever we need it, which is quite a lot, seeing that I fall. He did have an abundance, he doesn't have 7200 anymore. Anyway, I, I fell <laughs> off a roof, so we had it to... It was his 60D we borrowed and dang it win, just to, just to let everyone know who yeah. we discussed the other one. So uh, we, had to, we had to borrow his gear. And uh, so yeah, he he might be interested in that. So there's a what ten percent? Oh God knows, it's a random man. I'm oh. not the researcher. <laughs> good 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 podcasting. So there's a, there's a rebate on Canon bodies apparently. Um, who else? Scott Bass, Joe Chimpy O'Brien. I, I, I literally I cannot say Joe O'Brien's name without saying Joe Chimpy O'Brien. I, I thought Chimpy was his middle name. No, that's just his Facebook. Well, I assume that's his Facebook name. I mean, you've got to be. Pretty, Who'd name that kid Chimpy? You've got to be pretty horrible parents to call someone Joe Chimpy O'Brien. If he is actually called Joe Chimpy O'Brien, he is now very offended. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot think of any interesting camera news except that, and uh, for this week, I can't. There's no other news that could be of interest. Well, I mean, my my current affairs is going to blow everything out of the water because basically, obviously, I can't even remember. His name is like the hardest name because you obviously you, you try and say King, but it's Kim Jong Il. No, you're right, you can't. Yeah. Kim Jong Il. Basically, as everyone would should know, our, our great hero of Team America, Kim Jong Il, has died in the last like two days. Although this probably won't be up for a couple, or so in the last like four or five days. So I was going to tell Jamie a couple of facts. <laughs> yeah. So his eldest son, King Jong Nam appeared to have fallen out of favour after being arrested in Tokyo in 2001 while travelling to Disneyland on a forged passport. This is... This is what? The son of... The, 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 a leader of, of North one Korea. One of the big countries. Like one, one of the, the most well-known countries. You would have thought, with all his bendy slides, which apparently he had a lot of bendy slides installed... Bendy like bendy straws so you can change them? Or bendy like just normal uh, probably wall slides? Ben, probably bendy straws, knowing him. But why would you need a forged passport to get to that to Tokyo? I don't. Yeah, I don't understand that one. He was hailed as a demigod in North Korea, while South Korea <laughs> South Korea apparently portrayed him as a vain playboy with a penchant for bouffant hair, jumpsuits, and platform shoes designed to make him look taller. So good. He's from the eighties. But that is fact. He he had four inch shoes to make I mean, him look. Yeah, I mean that one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, that's just. A- I think I think you told me this. Because at his death, his father was named Eternal yeah. President. Kim never, <laughs> Kim Jong Il never officially became president because his father just said, "Nope, Eternal." But hasn't he said the same thing? That's like me being like, I, 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 I claim myself as the best free runner in the UK. That's 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 it. Like, sorry, Danny, you can't be it. Like, that's me. <laughs> Despite the millions left behind, starved due to famine. One Russian embassy who travelled across Russia by train with Kim described how live lobsters were airlifted daily to the train. Just just live lobsters just dropped by helicopter. Now, to that the seems train. like a good spread of the wealth. Yeah. Everyone starving in the nation except the leader. So this was at university, which in our world, 18, 19, 20, 21, uh, it was claimed he wrote no fewer than 1,500 books in three years. Just, just seemed reasonable. Casually wrote some books. 500 books a year. Yeah. <laughs> I love communist countries and their beliefs about their <laughs> leaders. He kidnapped Xin, Xin Shang Ok. That's an awesome name, Xin Shang Ok. The South Korean film director and his actress wife, Shoyu Eun Hee, in 1978. 
And uh, that was to build up North Korea's film industry, including they wanted to make a North Korea version of Godzilla because that was his favourite film. <laughs> and they made, they made seven films before escaping to the West in 1986. So it was reported that Kim invented a product described as a double bread with meat. And it was created in product... Um, in sandwich. Fact- no, 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 you wait. It was, <laughs> it was created in fact to produce them in order to feed his students and teachers. This was essentially a hamburger. <laughs> it was it was it was hamburger factories, but because he he banned anything Western, i.e. the McDonald's hamburger, he created a hamburger, like but called it double bread of meat. So that's like us calling Nando's. That's 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 like being, oh the the plucked bird fried with sauce. Not fried, grilled, grilled, grilled. grilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like us starting our own country and being like. Oh, yeah, you're not allowed uh, Nando's, but you're allowed um, grilled, plugged bird <laughs> with, with, with peri-peri and spices sauce. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, so he, he basically, for his own good, just up the country then, as, it, as we knew. It was to help students, apparently. I mean, as naive as we are, my only thoughts about Kim Jong-il are Team America. Like, you can't really think of Kim Jong-il. I can't, no. even, I can't even say it properly. Kim Jong Il, Kim Kim Jong Il, Kim Jong Il. KJA, KJA. You, you can't, you even, can't think, even say that. You can't KJA. even. KJA. You can't even think about the big KJA. K. <laughs> exactly. But you can't even think about him without thinking about Team America. And, no. Which is kind of naive, but at the same time, he was. He killed millions of people. It's a little bit sad that someone's died, but. Someone who thinks himself as a demigod and who put millions of people into famine because it, it also kept the country in such a eternal state of warfare with the whole Western world. He he made myths that the whole world bowed down to him. Like he made he told everyone in his country that he was respected by the whole entire world, and that is why they're so upset that he's died because they thought that like he was the ruler of the world, whereas everyone else thought he was a massive joke. Thanks to a. Uh, Team America, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Think back to before Team America. Had you heard of him? Had you heard of North Korea? Just ever slightly. <laughs> Had you heard of Korea? <laughs> Had you heard of anywhere apart from England? Very recently, with with proceeds bought, well, with proceeds from Visiv, Giles finally joined the modern world and bought a PS3. And uh, both of us have been joined Battlefield, which is probably why, probably part of the reason why there has been not many videos recently. <laughs> Basically, I just sit in bed and play games all day. And because Giles has a PS3 as well as me, yeah, I, I just play with him all day. This isn't to say we don't like Xbox and Microsoft products, but... No, it is. I hate the Xbox. <laughs> the Xbox is one of the most terrible consoles. And I just don't get how anyone can really think that they can pay for it. And don't even bring up the PSN being hacked thing, because there, the fact is that when it was backed up, you got so much free stuff that it easily over overcompensated you for the fact that it was hacked initially and they were so apologetic and it's not their fault they was hacked oh well half the lights in here just cut out <laughs> the room just blew up yeah, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not gonna get into yeah, just, just Xbox, chill, chill Xbox Jamie chill <laughs> calm down this may not feel like most Christmas Eve podcasts but it is our debut podcast and because it is our first there are three massive things you can help us on um, the first is feedback we have never done anything like this before and we'd really appreciate just some feedback 
positive, negative, as long as it's constructive, not just your shit, it would be it'd be really helpful just to know your thoughts, what you liked, what you didn't like, what we can expand on. If you want to hear more about the camera, if you want to hear more about reviews, which I know we didn't do in this one, but hopefully we'll do in the future, um, let us know. The second thing is if you could rate us on iTunes, um, it means that we will get a following, hopefully. It's, it's the only way that you can get a new podcast out there, really. Well, what would be amazing is, like, we know we've got, as we said earlier, a slight following on YouTube. If if as many as just possible could rate us on iTunes, even if you think we're crap, like even if you can say we're amazing, it just means we'll open us up to a broader audience and hopefully we can build on this because I personally have really enjoyed the last however long we've been doing this, two, three hours, even though it's going to be condensed down to like 50 minutes. Um, it's been good fun. So, like, I, I don't mind doing this again. So if you want to listen, then just rate us high and hopefully we can get something out of it. The third thing is just to subscribe as well. Neither of us are sure how the iTunes podcast system works, but I'm gonna sure, I'm pretty sure it's going to work on subscribers as well as ratings. And the more you subscribe, you'll hear from us, you'll hear the updates, and hopefully it'll get our name out there a bit. It's a completely new system for us to try. To start again is a, a really interesting thing to do, to see how to see how you guys value us and to see how much we can get out there really if you don't already like our facebook page which is just if you just google uh, if you just search on facebook visit productions you'll find us like if you just like that if you've got any feedback just write that on there like that's going to be the easiest place for now to sort of write any feedback like we'll we'll work on it really like we're, we're up for anything like this is basically just a fun night for us yeah hopefully a bit educational for you guys even if it's just educating on how we are if you, if you, in the next episode, want to hear more about camera tips, etc., we're happy to do that. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously sort of railroad off and end up talking about something random, but we'll, we'll try and get some useful information out there. So, signing off from We Film Everything, we'll speak to you next time, guys. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>